can't tell the difference between my waking life and dreams. The voice in your head. It devours you. Welcome everyone to the Pantheon. I'm your host, Ray. And I'm happy. And today we're looking at Moon Knight, the part two. This is the last uh, three episodes of Moon Knight. Uh, he goes into the astral world or the, um, yeah, what do you call it? Purgatory. Yeah, purgatory. There's a place that you the river sticks, you travel to mm -hmm. the land of the dead and all that stuff. But this is not like Gods of Egypt, thank goodness, but it's, it, this kind of yeah. follows its own path. Uh, your thoughts of the series, the, the final half of the series, and what are your thoughts for the series in general? Yeah, I thought they were like, okay, um, two of them show up. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess, like the two, two figures, right? Mm -hmm. They're both fighting. They don't know what's going on. Right. And um, gods show up, mm -hmm. right? So they start fighting again. Yeah. Um, you know, um, so they fight again, and then they go back to the desert. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it changes the whole team of team of the whole thing, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's yeah, there's a fight going on. You don't know uh, what's going on. One of them kind of win, and it's kind of. I found the whole thing. Um, yeah, I need help after. <laughs> <laughs> okay because it's like oh man mm -hmm. okay anyway go ahead i'll shut up no no it's good actually we realize there are gods of egypt i keep saying gods of egypt it's not really yeah. gods but there are avatars yeah. of egyptian gods right yeah. so khonshu who is the god of the moon uh mark specter is his avatar uh so he does his things in his behalf does that make sense yeah yeah so okay so in the second half we get more um, well, Ethan Hawke is an avatar for one god, and he's an avatar for another god. It kind of feels like Tomb Raider uh, because you go into pyramids, yeah. and you have you're battling gods and you're battling demons. Mm -hmm. um, Seeing where you have like a mummy, mm -hmm. actually a living mummy from the past, know, yeah. and it's creepy. It sounds like Jeepers Creepers, and and, the, and this thing is like jumping around and yeah. killing people. And taking up, if you know anything about Egyptian mythology, when they mummify somebody, they take out your organs and put mm -hmm. them in jars. Yeah. So you're seeing like real like Egyptian uh, history. That, yeah. yeah. Uh, done in a very grotesque, bloody way, mm -hmm. uh, not for the faint of heart. And it is kind of creepy. There's a really good love story. Uh, May Calloway plays Layla, the, his, his wife, girlfriend, mm -hmm. confidant. Uh, it was extraordinary in this. What do you think of the hippo? It was interesting. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, why is that there? Yeah. Um, yeah. I couldn't understand why. There's a hippo that's a god. Um, I don't know what kind of, which god <laughs> this hippo is. I mean, there's a crocodile head. There's one with a, with a, a dog head. Yeah. Uh, this conchu looks like a, like, like a bird. Yeah. I don't know. Now we have like a hippopotamus, a female hippopotamus who's yeah. like really, really like. 21st century talking hippopotamus. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's so, so it's it's okay. it's fun, um, you know. And then I, as I was mentioning in our our first revert review of the uh, Moonlight, there's a scene where he blacks out, and basically when he comes to, 
he said he thinks Stephen murdered all of these people, you mm -hmm. know, in the first one, first half. Like he's in a, they're in Cairo, I think it's when Mark comes too. Uh, everyone around him is dead, and you're like, what's going on? I mean, that yeah. gets explained to you in the last half. Um, yeah. uh, I liked it. I mean, they really go places with this. Um, this becomes more of a, a, a metaphor for the, for the psychic mind and how it interprets um, your insanity. Uh, he like he understands like they they actually address like his um, behavior like and where it stems from his mm -hmm. his psyche like his childhood trauma yeah. how it affects his uh, behavior to his, uh, to he, how why he is where he is now um, and what he he uses the trauma to help him deal with um, what's going on, on and pain like yeah, yeah. how how he uses a defensive mechanism to absorb pain mm -hmm. or punishment or things and tragedy mm -hmm. um, it, in terms of your knowledge in psychology I mean you find out there was a tragic event in his life yeah. which that which really kicked off everything and then his way his parents treated him yeah. and how he coped with it and then how we get the characters of Steven mm -hmm. and how he has a split um, okay first of all I do know like that whole part where he's like having those like like um, seizures, there's mm -hmm. a splinter. That's not real. That's that's not no. real. But in terms of like authenticity and what you're seeing, um, it can happen, but not but really. Not really, really. No. yeah. It's, but for a story, it's okay. Yeah, exactly. like, okay, yeah. I yeah. I look. I'm like. I don't know how much how much truth there is behind all. I mean, it's fascinating. Don't get me wrong. This is really interesting stuff. Um, the idea of the scales weighing your, your, your value was really nice. Yeah. yeah, that was really awesome. Like your heart. Um, I just I remember I just read uh, American Gods like before the series came out, and uh, the scene where uh, Shadow the character, his heart gets weighed uh, and see how it is against like a feather, and that's something that's actual in in the text. That's in their historical thing. Now I figured in real, I think I thought that what the feather would be like would be like a giant feather because the mm -hmm. way your soul. But then again, when you die, they say uh, Norwegian um, science is that. You're, when you die, your soul can be weight measured, it's, yeah. but it's like it's like a point zero billion percent of weight, like some grams. Like so there is weight. You're, you actually have some sort of like energy or force that has weight. So the idea of weighing a feather opposite to you, there is something to it. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's like if you if you have a, if you're a bad person, I mean you get judged. I mean in Christianity, it's like Peter judges you the, or at the gate, he lets you in or not. Right? Mm -hmm. Saint Peter. He was at the pearly gates. No, I thought it was Jesus, but I don't know. <laughs> oh man, yeah, pretty much. So, are you two like twins? No. I'm afraid you're actually quite dead. I'm sorry. What? I'm dead. We're dead. Yes. The Egyptian underworld. This is Tawerit. Goddess uh -huh. of women and children. The afterlife? An afterlife, not the afterlife. Why would we imagine this realm to be a psychiatric hospital? Because we're insane. We're insane. Stephen. Talking hippo. Right, that's but, Mark. That's the reality Mark. in this the hospital. That's the Bingo! Oh my god! Oh my god! Isn't that crazy? Ben, where did you say we're going? We're sending to our route. 
end of the journey, then a soul is permitted to pass into the field of reeds. What if they don't balance? Them's the rules. Fingers crossed for you guys, hey? That's what you're proposing. If it comes to it, kill the hippo, steal the boat. Kill. What does that mean? Without balanced scales, Duart will eventually claim your soul. So how are we supposed to do this? They say it's a limited series. If, they, if it goes on, if it, if it went on for season two, would you watch it? Uh, no. No, <laughs> that's, it's, it's the truth. The final episode of the season, you either really like it or you don't. There's no, it's it's very polarizing. Um, I think it's because they, they, they when they go to the psych ward too much in this one, there's a scene where, I mean, yeah. the first half, there's no psych ward, which is really nice. It's an action film. He's a troubled person. There's something happens to the character and the metaphor is a psych word. It's all in his head. But but they kind of lose you because they go too much in his head. And yeah. you don't know what reality is and what's not reality. Right, yeah. And that is what makes this uh, series difficult to swallow. Now, I like it. Um, I, I get it. But I think the last episode is what either kills it for you or doesn't kill it for you. Yeah, it killed me. So, yeah. In the divine <laughs> but no, you're honest, and that's really good. So let's get into the email bag. Buford, mailbag song, hit it! Letters. I get letters. So many letters. Simone C, and she writes, I think Simone's, a, yeah, Simone C. Moon Knight is a series that's been hated by many on the finale in particular, but in my opinion, it's enjoyable and exciting. I begin by saying that not having important references with the MCU is not a defect. Indeed, it's original and narratively easier to follow because in the way the viewers focus on the plot and not the participation of this complex universe. Mm -hmm. The direction is good, even if some of the moments is a, it lacks at bits, the ending included. Sometimes the coherence in the plot is also lacking, but in my opinion, they are defects or that can be ignored. Oscar Isaac's performances are wonderful, especially in episode 5. There are moments that make you cry, he's that good. Ethan Hawke was also good at playing Harrow, or Harrow, a charismatic and modest villain who believes he is fighting for a good cause. The question of the gods is badly handled and could have been in, uh, have been interesting. Far from it, for the relationship between Steve and Mark, which is fantastic and very engaging, the ploy of mirrors and off-screen splatter are very useful and they work. The locations and the settings are beautiful. In short, I think a good I think a good series that deserves more support from critics. Yes, it's true. Just that at when it way it ends off, uh, you can Nick pit uh, Nick pick a little bit uh, because they decided to take it a certain direction, and uh, I don't know if it lands too well on on the general audience. I think on the general audiences, it kind of fails. Hmm. But I really was on board with this thing, like right up until like the halfway mark, and hmm. then it decides to go uh, focuses on the. Um, the afterlife with Egyptian mythology, which I find very fascinating. It's just that when they did it in here, they really lost a lot of people who didn't, mm -hmm. um, you know. Or you know what it was? I think they spent too much time on it. It became too much in the last half, and I think that's what killed it for for the audience. If it was like only one episode or one and a half episodes, it would have been fine. But this kind yeah. of carried over right to the end, right? Uh, so it lost people. Okay. Do you have anything? Yeah, I do. Mm -hmm. Moon Knight, I, I almost lost my mind watching this show, solid action, did not know what was going to happen till the bitter end by Lucy D'Annunzio from Scarborough, Ontario. Yeah, a whole 
things went a lot by mm -hmm. the end, right? Yeah. So you're trying to figure out what's going on. And and I thought the whole thing, you know, it was uh, this happened, this happened, this happened, this mm -hmm. happened. Yeah. So it doesn't give you like a uh, something to focus on. Mm -hmm. You know, there's too many things going on. Yeah, it had too many hats. It, it tried to be too many things for exactly. people, and it didn't really land too well. Yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. I have one more email. It's okay. from Sugar Sugar Nova. I like that name. Okay, absolutely thrilled with how much effort the writers and producers put into the DID, uh, Dissociative Identity Disorder. Granted, it's not perfectly represented. Seizure-like transitions when alters she exchanged fronts, or the level of degree in which Mark and Stephen are able to communicate with each, with each other. I guess that's true. They don't really communicate. Like people, no. they don't really connect. Okay, but but I'll chalk it up to cinematat, cinema, cinematics. Otherwise, the, the team did a wonderful in providing a sad but perfect example of how the system is created and how assigned alters are tapped into deal with particular stressors. Oscar Isaac, Oscar Isaac did a wonderful performance to convey the distinct personalities of each alter. During some scenes, his body language and facial expressions are, are, are nuanced enough that it seems natural, but noticeably enough that it grabs a viewer's attention. Yes, I think when he plays Steven and when he plays Mark, when they go back and forth, yeah. you can tell he is different people, which yeah. is not easy because he don't he's not there's not a verbal cue, he just like goes back and forth. And it's really subtle and and I I believe he's Steven. And I believe he's Mark, yeah, you know, yeah, and I believe like when he goes through the parts where he deals with family trauma, yeah. you really feel for the characters. Mm -hmm. Sugar Nova wrote this uh, as as part of her dialogue. And I just wanted, I think this is a really good way to intro our show. Uh, in a story arc that closely follows the comics, we follow the journey of a mild-mannered uh, museum gift shop clerk, Stephen, mm -hmm. played by Oscar Isaac, who suffers from irregular hallucinations and cannot discern between his waking moments and his dreams. As we head deeper into the storyline, we discover that he suffers from disassociative identity disorder with his body harboring an alter ego mm -hmm. in the American mercenary, Mark Spector, as well as the avatar of the Egyptian god of the moon, Khonshu, who moonlights as a vengeful vigilante, the Moon Knight. Now, showrunner Mohamed Diab ensured comic book accuracy. So if you're a fan of the comic book, what you're seeing on the TV screen is very truthful to the varied app this is only one of many versions of this so it really adapts to that story it doesn't compromise the narrative uh, ideals of it weaving a, a mirandering tale of psychological angst deep rooted with childhood trauma and international intrigue as the episodes move forward at a brisk speed I, yes it does move pretty fast from episode to episode this while i hear constantly switches between multiple personalities in it, it which is initially jarring but it presents a jigsaw puzzle storytelling structure that ensures the audience is constantly engaged and trying to piece together what's happening. Mm -hmm. The Golden Globe nominated actor Oscar Isaac provides that he is an absolute chameleon, mm -hmm. effortlessly shifting from one personality to another with not just the accents, but the innovations and mannerisms and body language that's different for each, which I think is really nails it. Uh, mm -hmm. I think, as we were just discussing, I think the whole idea of how he plays a character and moves from one to a back and forth is almost effortless. Yeah. And I think uh, yeah, and I think trying to figure out like the puzzle, like what is really going on, is what keeps you engaged. Mm -hmm. Um but as you, you were alluding to early, it doesn't stick the landing at the end for you. Right. Yeah. Do you think this will the character will see itself in future MCU stuff? No. I don't think so. 
Yeah, this might be the one thing, and that's it. Yeah. If, it, if there's a season two, I might go watch it just out of curiosity to see who they're going to. If they give you a glimpse of like who might be in it, like you know how yeah. She Hawk has Daredevil in it and yeah. um, Abomination. Have see, you started watching that? No, I haven't watched oh, yeah, it. Yet. Same here. Uh, but I'm going to uh, watch it very soon, just well for the podcast. But like, I I kind of hope, like I hope that if they do uh, so Moon Knight season two, that who they bring in. It's what's going to keep you glued. Because let's say they have bringing Moon Knight and Werewolves, which might be something they, they do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or they bring in Moon Knight and uh, Luke Cage. Mm. I'd watch it just to see, like, why. Yeah. <laughs> sure. like, seriously, like, what, why? You know? But uh, anyways, so that's it. Uh, with that, I am your host, Ray. And I'm happy. We'll talk to you next week. Take care. I can't tell the difference between life and dreams. Thank you. Lost the contact lens. Hope you find it. Thanks. Yeah. Oh my god, you're alive. What's wrong with you, Mark? Why did you call me Mark? That must be very difficult. The voices. In your head. Shut up! There's chaos in you. Embrace the chaos.